into a hole and found hidden gems and buried treasures. But it's your imagination that has brought you here. So here's the revelation, and let me make it clear that I am your creation. And now, I disappear. Just look into my eyes I'm mad. 
evening. You're now listening to Hidden Gems and Buried Treasures here in Cam Glen Radio 107.9 FM. Thanks to young Derek for his full steam ahead. You're now listening to Hidden Gems, as I said. Myself, John Fell, and tonight we have a few guests in the studio. But before that, we're going to give you a wee hint at who they are. Yeah. 
And if you haven't worked out now, that was title track from the Elements album by Glasgow band Humanity Deluxe. And that is who we have in the studio tonight. We have Carlos Marin, drummer in Humanity Deluxe. And we have Sean McQueen, who, as I found out, is a keyboard player in the new Humanity Deluxe that goes on air and uh, who are now a live band. And hopefully these two mics will work this week. Good evening, gentlemen. Hi there. How are you? Well, right, I'm going to ask Carlos, say something, I'm going to turn the sound up in this one. Go. Hello. Hello, that's fine. Sean, fire away. One, two. Oh, no, it's not happening with that one. So what I'm going to do is, can you swing that mic between the pair of you? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. And I hope they're good pals and you can share. (laughs) Because it's definitely not working and I don't want to miss out on anything. Good evening, gentlemen, again. And Nikki, Carlos's wife and band manager, who's sitting in the background. She says she's not going to talk, but we're going to make her talk tonight. We've got, we got Fee from the Swampies talking, so we're going to get Nikki talking. Thank you very much, gentlemen, for coming oh, in. Hello, everyone. Thank you. We were going to have a live session, but unfortunately we can't go hold to Gavin because he has other commitments on a Tuesday, so I can understand that. Having had uh, three children myself, it's, it's a bit of a task to do things. Uh, I'm going to ask Humanity Deluxe, for those who did not hear the interview that I did with Carlos and Gavin during lockdown years, as we call them, how did the name come about? <laughs> Again, this question is, I think it is the perfect question for us to Gavin. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was the person who created the name. Uh, I asked him about the, 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 where the name come from, Humanity Deluxe, when mm. we start to talk about Make the Band years ago. And he said to me, it was something like the community when everybody shared the same feelings, the, the same music, the same spirit. It's something like that. Something along those yeah. lines. I, I think I remember him saying that to that night. To, uh, Sean, are you in with that spirit of community music? Do you feel that way? Um, do you feel the band is like that? Do I feel that way? Yeah, put you on the spot. Nope. Is that, is that, is that what yeah. you get the, the feeling for the band from behind that? Yeah, yeah definitely get that feeling, I would say. Tripsy. That's good to know because I love your music. I was saying to Nicky earlier on, I think your latest track, which we will play in the show at some point, is probably the best thing the band have put out thank since you. the yeah, inception. That. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and I've talked to Carlos before we came on air, and he's saying that it's, it's a different sound, it's an 80s sound, as Sean was saying as well. Yeah, They've kind of gone. 80s with this. Keyboards, yeah. Yeah, it's mm. different. So it's, it's got that, that Genesis uh, piano vibe as well. And Tony Banks kind of uh-huh. CP70 piano on it. Ah, right, because I, I, I wasn't a great Genesis fan. I'll be back in the day. I had one Genesis yeah. album, and I've got a big mate who's a massive Genesis fan, and he kept harping on at me about Genesis, Genesis, Genesis. And we got to go and see yeah. Steve Hackett when he was in wow. Glasgow recently, and I was blown away <laughs> because he, played, he was playing Foxtrot at 50. And since then, purchased a few Genesis albums, and I get yeah. where you're coming from, Sean. I can yeah. understand the sound because it was maybe I was too young back in the day for Genesis. I'm not yeah. that old, honest. See, Genesis, <laughs> Genesis was basically two bands. It was a prog band at one point, and then it became a pop band when Phil Collins was doing the singing. So, yeah, 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 that's that's it's kind of changed. Where was I going to go? Yeah, tell me about the name. Uh, how did you join? Join, he was here. Join, Sean. Uh, because when I spoke to Carlos before, it was just himself and Gavin. It was a musical project yeah. and they were going to put a live band. So did you do an audition? Did they know about you? Uh, 
Would you uh, just have to turn I up? I think it was around about 2020, I think. Carlos just dropped my message on mm-hmm. Facebook and just asked for wanted to join. Um, right. Yeah. So then, and yeah. and, you, and you let him in, Carlos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when when so there was there was no talk about uh, working a new album. It was it was just a live band uh, at the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then that was decided later, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, you inspire uh-huh. us to make the live band because we make this album. And I remember you. Uh, you was the first person to ask us about. If you ah, don't right. play live, you need huh. to make a band. Yeah, that's okay. I, 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 because I thought the music, the elements album, as I said, it was made to be out there. It's great having albums like that and you can play in the car, but if bands don't go out, if you, you can make all this music, and I think it's brilliant that people can make music in their own homes these days, don't have a recording studio, etc. But I just thought it'd be a shame for nobody to see you playing that live. And the fact is, I have actually seen you play live. I didn't realise this, Carlos. You were on the drums at yeah. Winterstorm with uh, Zal Clemenson. Yeah. Right. No, no, were you no, not no, down there? No, you weren't there. No, you weren't there. Not Storm, but, no. you, but you did play with him, did you not? I played with Zal Clemens. You did? Yeah, yes. Dogs, but after. After, after, after Winterstorm? After oh. this tragedy. Oh, right. Sorry about that. I thought I had actually seen you. No. Yeah. Ah, oh, damn. I'll have to come see you live then. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's, so that's two of us yeah, that yeah. played with someone from Alex Harvey Band. You did? Who did you play with? Yeah, I sure. played with Chris Glenn in the outfit. You did? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. didn't realise that. So it's a very close circle. Yeah. Because yeah. as I said, I talked to you earlier, the Swampborn Assassins and, and Charlie has played with Chris and various people. Mm-hmm. And I think they supported the yeah. Sin Dogs at... Uh, Orinmore, were you there in Orinmore? Uh, no. no, so it was after no. after that again. Yeah. Ah, right. Yeah. <coughs> so are you still in the Sin Dogs that, was, that don't have Zal anymore? Yes. I yes, you are. No, no, no. No. I was when was Sal uh, Clemens on Sin Dogs. Ah, right. Now uh-huh. they, they are Sin Dogs. They just Sin Dogs, so that's who Sal Clemens were. Right. So it was more of a kind of industrial sound. I said that to you at the time. I think when the last time um, I spoke to you, yes, Sal's right. yes, uh, yes. stuff. That's this is totally different to Humanity Deluxe. This is as we were talking earlier. It's based on, and I know Gavin said that he's a big Kiss fan. And me Boston, you to Boston, yes. and Journey, and all these eighties bands, which I love because I, yeah. I must admit that, that that's why I think that's why I said to you, were you going to take this out on the road because it would have been a shame for this to get lost. I, I feel music industry isn't what it used to be, as we all know. Mm-hmm. But but it's if guys like you don't go out and make that kind of music, the music will just disappear, and that's what gives me a great joy that I can ask you kind of guys in, into here. Along with Nicky, just in case she's feeling out a bit in the back there. <laughs> I keep saying guys. <laughs> and uh, I, I just think it's it's a sound that has been lost, and it's been lost on national radio for various reasons. I'm not going to say anything other than that, that, but that uh, playlists sort of rule the airwaves now. Whoever's got to more money than somebody else gets on it, obviously. Uh, that's how it works. But we'll go back to Humanity Deluxe. We've kind of gone off ta- <laughs> uh, track here. Um, did you know Gavin before? Sean? No, I didn't know. No, you just, you just knew Carlos. No. So, so was the connection with Carlos through the the Sab connection? Um, uh, well, yes, because when I was thinking about a keyboard player for uh-huh. Humanity Deluxe, I know he was playing with Chris Glenn. Ah, yeah. right. And, and, and I saw him play, and yeah. uh, not in person, but in videos. And mm-hmm. Yeah, we were never really acquainted until Carlos yeah. got in touch, yeah. but I didn't know that he played in Sin Dogs. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. Um. I uh, when we we start to talk, I saw his p- 
music influence is really similar. Uh, I yeah. he, he love from industrial themes but mm -hmm. progressive. Keys. Yeah, yeah, I've got quite a, a wide taste, you know, from seventies, eighties EOR yeah. prog mm -hmm. rock to you know industrial metal bands, you know, like Ramstein as well. So like I, like, I like a lot of electronic uh, music too. Uh -huh, so. Yeah. Oh, that, this, this is great, Sean, because you just answered my next question without me asking it. That's, yeah, that, yeah. that's brilliant. What are your influences? And you've just given me them there. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, you're relatively young, Sean, yeah. compared to myself, and maybe relatively young to Carlos, but maybe he's just lived a lot. But so, uh, To have somebody that still likes those kind of bands, you know, a younger person, it's, they keep saying to me, well, I know certain gentleman in Kiss says rock is dead. But you go to concerts and you still see young people at concerts, mm -hmm. which I think is a great thing. And that's why I, uh, I like the guys like yourself are making rock music as I think rock music should be. Yeah, there's all different genres, but there was a period in time, 70s, 80s, mm -hmm. where I would say, oh, they call it classic rock, which it is classic rock. It's the sound of rock. Mm -hmm. And it's great to hear somebody still coming out and making new stuff along that lines, like yourselves. I think that's absolutely fantastic. We were having an interesting chat when we were listening to your first track and uh, your other half said, ask, I have to ask you there, what did you really want to do? You didn't want to play drums. What did you tell me, Carlos? Yeah, yeah, I want to be a guitarist. A guitarist. Yeah. That's not what he first said. He first said he wanted to be a plumber, yeah. which I thought was quite a good answer, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and if he'd been a plumber, I, I might have kept his number. Because <laughs> 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 they're hard to get. Yeah. What, yeah. what, what did you fancy being, uh, Sean? Did um, you always want to play music? Um, I never really had any sort of life goals, really, but um, music's a thing that's always been with me, I suppose. Right, yeah, just... Um, uh, you you show me your self-taught, so did, did yeah. somebody buy you your first keyboard, or did you yeah, just... Yeah, I mean, I started off, I think my, my mum bought me a, uh, a toy Casio keyboard when I was very young, about three or four or something, I'd been... Started off playing that. So that's the way to go. I mean, I was telling you about my story. I said I went to drums and got yeah. a keyboard and wasn't too chuffed. My dad, Sounds dead selfish, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, my, my dad's a drummer as well. He's been playing drums for many years. Right. And he got me a drum kit when I was quite young as well, but I didn't really take much interest in it, really. I mean, right. all, all I would do is make a noise on it and then that be it. I'd just get bored of the thing. Well, that's, well if you'd become a drummer, you'd never have been in Humanity Deluxe along with Carlos. Sure. <laughs> so, we'll carry on from there. New music. You have had two singles out of a prospective album that's coming out, I believe. Uh, you had Get Up, uh, is it Get Up and Get Loud? Mm -hmm. Is that the first one? Yeah. And the latest one, Off The Radar, as I say, we will hear later on. Uh, totally different sound. Very in-your-face, punching. It gives you a good wallop when you put it on in the studio and then you stick it in through the earphones. Uh, is the whole album like that? Is it a totally sort of like 80s but modern 80s Rock album, yes, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> Definitive yeah. answer, yes. Yeah, the whole thing just our eighties, seventies, eighties rock. Oh, this is from start to finish, really. Yeah. Right. So, uh, ballads, because these are quite rocky tracks. You've released. Yeah, those ballads. Are, yes, ballads. Proper EOR sort of piano type of ballad and track too. Yeah. Ah, right. So, is, is Gavin the main yeah. vocalist for yeah. both things? Yes. So mm -hmm. nobody else takes lead vocals and anything. In, no. In life. In life. Uh, 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 Four of us. Four of us. All sing one time. Yeah, I make background vocals. Uh huh. Uh, right. George is the guitarist, the uh -huh. second guitarist. Right. And lead guitar in most parts. Yeah. Um, he made vocals too. Too. Um, right. And Dale is our bass player. Uh -huh. And he made yeah. really, really good 
good focus. That was a, a very, yeah. very important part when we made the auditions for mm. the musician we was looking for. With exception of Sean, he, he no sing, uh -huh. but we want Sean in the keyboard. In the keyboards, yeah. right, I see. Yeah. Now, look, I was going to ask you a question, because it always, always fascinates me, ever since I saw Dean Castronovo in Journey. Yeah. How easy is it to sing? and play the drums at the same time, Carlos. Because that's, that's like rubbing your stomach and trying to do something else at the same time. That, yeah. that fascinates me how you can do that while yeah. still keeping the rhythm. I, I don't know. This is really... Uh, mm, because when you get the, 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 the experience playing the instrument or the skills, necessary skills mm -hmm. for playing the instrument, uh -huh. uh, it's automatic, really. Right. You're not thinking about, uh -huh. you know, uh, no matter... You know your arms and your legs are working in mm -hmm. different things, but 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 no matter that, I think in guitarists are more complex or, ah, or, key, right. or keyboard players because uh -huh. I use my arm uh -huh. like a finger, but they use ten Two fingers. fingers. Yeah, I suppose this is more. No, that, that's interesting thinking? that you think it's the other way around because I always thought guitarists, uh, you know, they, they they've got it down there, so they're doing they're probably doing it by memory. Well, you'll be doing it as well by memory, yeah, yeah. but. The fact is, you've got to move your both arms and legs at the same time and sing. I just thought that that fascinates me that, they, yeah. that there's so many drummers actually do it and actually sometimes contribute lead vocals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Phil Collins been we mentioned him earlier. Oh wow! Yeah, he plays the drums and sang at the same time. So Dean Castronovo is another Excellent. one who did yeah. mm. the things as well. No, that's that's interesting. I'd say the same thing <laughs> about the singers that play piano and sing as well, because mm. unlike a guitar, you're actually playing two different tunes with two hands. Yeah, and nice. singing as well. So uh -huh. it's no, that's 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 fascinating. Humanity Deluxe, you are out and about. I sadly missed you at the thirteenth note. That was your debut gig. Yeah. Uh, you have another one coming up next week. Oh yeah, thirtieth June, June at the legendary Dreadnought Pub yeah. in Bathgate. Yeah, we're we'll very excited. Very excited yeah. to do it. I have been to Dreadnought. It's it's, it's a fascinating place. Mm. It amazes me it's still going because it's in. <laughs> most people say it's in the back of beyond, but it's so well known. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and a lot it's of big a, artists go and play there yeah, you know, on their way through. Yeah. It's so. a very excited gig next week. Mm -hmm. uh, we want to enjoy the, the uh, share the, the stage with, mm -hmm. with this house we built. Mm -hmm. It's a fantastic hard rock band. Mm -hmm. uh, they are for uh, Yorkshire. Ah, right. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, um, will be great, great night. Yeah, I think they are a really, really good band. Mm -hmm. um, will be a fantastic night. The rock and roll. I, everybody. Coming. So, so come through to Bathgate. Yeah. The, tra the trains are back on now. You can get them every half hour, so there's no excuse for people yeah. not nipping through from the west of Scotland mm. to see yourselves yeah, so through yeah, there so as well. Definitely yeah. come along to Bathgate on the 30th. Um, hmm. Yeah, we, we promise it's not the biggest venue, but we'll definitely try and sneak in as many deadly <laughs> weapons as possible. And <laughs> we'll, make, we'll make sure it's a, a, the great rock and roll night that you're oh, all looking yeah. for that night, yeah. <laughs> right, we'll stop there and we'll have another wee bit of music and then we'll come back to chatting to the guys.
was a wee bit of Shadow Smile and Hellbound Heart. We have guests in the studio tonight here in Cam Glen Radio, 107.9 FM. We are your local station. We have two gentlemen from Glasgow band Humanity Deluxe. If you've never heard of them before, where have you been? You've not been listening to my show, obviously, because I have played them since day one. We spoke to the two gentlemen who started it, Carlos Marin and Gavin Joyce, way back during the COVID years, when everything was zoomy. Uh, but now we have people in the live, which is fantastic. We were going to have a live session, but I said earlier on, unfortunately, Gavin couldn't make a Tuesday evening, but we will get round to it. We will persuade him. We'll get my babysitter, if that's what it takes. <laughs> we will get him in and get a live session, because if you've never heard this band, you should go along to the Dreadnought on the 30th of June, because that's where they are. No excuse. Trains are running. Half hourly service. In fact, I think it's a 15-minute service now on the Edinburgh line. So you can get out to the Dreadnought if you've never been there. It's an experience. So I'll quit the promo for them now, and we'll go back to chatting to the guys. We have Carlos, and we have Sean, the keyboard player. But we're going to talk about the other men in the band. We have Gavin, who I have met yeah, right. on Zoom. Yeah. Who else is in the band, Carlos? Uh, we have uh, George. George, is in, he on keyboard? In guitar. Guitar, yep. yeah. Mm. And Del. Del, is on bass, in as we said earlier guitar. on. And both also vocals. Vocals as well. Background vocals. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did, was, was it an audition process with them, or did you and Gavin know uh, George and Del? It's interesting because... Uh, the first time when I come to, well, the eight years ago when I come to Glasgow, I, I start make music and contact people. Uh, we was I, we start to work with with Dale, mm-hmm. he the bass player and the band Big Black Mariah. Ah, right. Moment. Same name. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm a very good, uh, solid bass player with a mm. Rickenbacker and very 
Rocky. Yeah, yeah. That, that Gay Delito and his Rickenbacker. Yeah, yeah. Half right. his Gay Delito right. sound there. Um, to me, that was the, a, the ultimate bass guitarist. That I yeah. think to bass guitarists. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and <laughs> half apart is really really good <laughs> making background vocals. And mm. I say, wow, I, that what was yeah. in my mind always. Um, and George. <laughs> uh, yeah, Nicky said you could hear. Hey, tell you down, tell you the guy. <laughs> yeah, but he was there. He was there. Yeah. Uh, um, George, uh, Gavin found George. Uh -huh. Right. Yeah. Ah, he right. Said, hey, I think I have the guitarist here. Right. He's a super Yethro tall fan. Ah, uh, right. Um, that's, that's, that's quite an eclectic mix because uh, Kiss, Boston, Jethro Tull, uh, Rush. It is a kind of progressive <laughs> band, what yeah. you're saying, but you're, you've got you, but, but with an 80s sound, which is yeah. fantastic. I like the idea of what you're saying you can all sing backing vocals in the yeah. live yeah. Uh, scenario because a lot of the 80s stuff, when I'm just sitting here thinking about it, when you think of Hart and people like that, mm. and even Kiss, there's a lot of, a lot of harmonies. Yeah. Sort of in in their in their tunes, yeah. I mean, Kiss are one of the best live bands I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Whether they are truly live, I don't know <laughs> these <laughs> days. But uh, they, they they do. I mean, you, 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 it's tuneful. It may be big and loud, but it's tuneful, big and loud. And I think that's what I, I understand you're aiming for with this new album. Do you have a name for the new album? Uh, not at the moment. Not at the moment. Uh, some so names are there in the air. And we are uh, working now. And the raps, is the, it? The album is is done. Then, uh huh. Right. right. All songs are ready. Uh, we are working now in the cover of the album. To ah, something right. Really something special. different. Mm -hmm. who, who did the artwork for the original album for Elements? Yeah, it's it's uh, artist from London. Ah, right. Huh? Yeah. Here in the credits. Ah, right. I, I, I've never. My eyesight is going. <laughs> CDs, I want albums back. <laughs> yeah, just there. Just there. Ah, where is he? The album design is Nicky. Nicky did the album design. Yeah. Give you credit, Nicky, yeah. for that one. Yeah. And uh, where are we? Do, 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 do. Illustration Nasima Amir. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You've heard it first here on the radio. Yeah. If I, that, this is one. This is my bugbear. I, as I got older, my eyesight got worse. And then CDs came in. And I used to think, why did he bother putting any booklets in them? I could hardly read them. And I know Sean is sitting here with a pair of glasses on as well. I was so glad when vinyl came back, because then I could actually see who was on it, who'd done what. <laughs> Are you thinking of breaking... What's my book falling off, sorry. Are you thinking of uh, bringing the album out on vinyl? Yeah. Yes. That, yeah. That was something... Really, really, we are considering uh -huh. to make a limited edition. Limited not, edition, not, but, yeah. But, but in vinyl. Co yeah. Coloured yeah. vinyl? Coloured vinyl? Well, I don't know. Don't know. So <laughs> fancy. I, 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 could, I could see the Elements cover swirling round, and I don't know what the new cover's going to be like, but uh, it, uh, that would be fantastic on the middle of, on the record. You could see that just swirling yeah. round your record player. Uh, that's that's my kind of thing. You'd, so uh, let me know when the vinyl's coming out. For the, for <laughs> yeah. the future... For the future. Yeah, it can't beat vinyl. So uh -huh. definitely mean vinyl. So you went from being a duo, a project Carlos. Mm -hmm. yeah. Recorded in your house. Mm -hmm. You became the live band. Mm -hmm. How hard is it to transport from what you've done, you and Gavin, mm -hmm. doing it on your own, obviously digitally, yeah. to suddenly stepping on a stage and making this work? Wow. That's interesting because when uh, we start to work with the full band, uh -huh. I thinking we 
found the right people, mm-hmm. we were we are looking for because in the immediately the 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 song, the songs start to sound like the album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the studio, um, we start to work the harmonies yeah. and all that and what vocals yeah. you can do, that here that. Yeah. In terms of yeah, how we work in the studio as well, it's kind of making that transition towards being what you consider a real band as well, yes, because yeah. it, was, it was just a duo with uh, Gavin and Carlos before, yeah. so at the moment in the studio it's, it's the three of us that are all part of the sort of creative process now, I would say. Uh, right, cause I'm thinking that uh, in some point, uh, the obvious, all the keywords, uh, the new album has a lot of keywords, mm-hmm. uh, um, that made me approach the mixings of the production in different ways, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But but Gavin is still, uh, he's the foundation. He the write foundation. all the songs. He write all. all yeah. And he bring to us. And, and yeah. We yeah. Any any song always starts with Gavin. Yeah, he's yeah. The, he's the heart of the whole the band. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's quite that's quite a, a sort of load to take on his back if he's writing everything. But is it a case of because he started the band, he's got that image in his head of where he wants it to go well that's something that's very interesting because when i was looking for a band in in, in the glasgow scene uh, gavin contacted me and, and give me the chance to you know mm-hmm. say hey i know you're looking for a for a band and i meet him and he started to show me yeah. one song other song 50 songs, 60 songs, <laughs> and I say, wow, yeah. and every song is better than other. I say, okay, this guy is a songwriter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got some yeah. serious... He's a good singer, He's got serious meta-human uh, songwriting abilities. Uh-huh. I s- yeah. I, s- I swear that a meteor just crash-landed <laughs> right in Glasgow, and out came Gavin. He just came from this planet where all these amazing songwriters <laughs> came from yeah. and, and for me you, uh, and for all of us mm-hmm. is the foundation mm-hmm. you can have you can have a band with fantastic virtuous uh, players you know uh-huh. mill uh, so fast or technique or uh, amazing skills like a player mm-hmm. but if you don't have good songs uh, you do nothing with uh, all these technique uh, and, and, and skills and all that. Yeah. The songwriter is an important part. And I remember in the 70s, 80s, a lot of bands, mm-hmm. Kiss is one example, mm-hmm. they have in the background other guys uh-huh. who co-write it's the right. songs. Uh-huh. And, 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 and Peter Frampton, all these uh-huh. guys do the same. Uh-huh. they looking for... Stevie Wonder is looking for people to to write the songs exactly yeah. Yeah. you know so you have a good songwriter uh-huh. you have gold you have the uh-huh. diamond uh-huh. Yeah. I could see it, Gavin I mean I, I did ask him the time we were on his kind of background it, has he been in bands for a long time Gavin Gavin have a band yeah previously yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. but I think for him it was really frustrated be like a you know between walls and, uh, uh-huh. and barriers you know not what you when want he to. can you know, yeah, he had a vision. Yeah. yeah that's also, something. I think he was working like a bass player at uh-huh. some point. No, sure. Right. Yeah. But, but, but. There's, uh, there's hope for you yet, then, Carlos. Huh? <laughs> to play the guitar. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's mental, you know. <laughs> no, I, I said this last time. You, know, you have a lovely 
Latin American accent. <laughs> if, if nobody's ever seen Carlos, he is uh, the antithesis of of South American rock god. Long hair, sallow skin, and he lives in Glasgow. And I said to myself, why the hell? I was going to nearly swear there. What made you come to the west of Scotland? Wet west of Scotland. <laughs> so I, I how, did you, how did you end up here? I can Carlos? tell you. Yeah. I went escaping of the heat. Like you escaped the heat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you're not escaping it at the moment. No, no. <laughs> no, no, the last two ways I, I pay my karma now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's fascinating. That's another thing fascinating. You've turned up in the west of Scotland, Carlos. You've played with likes of Zal Clemenson, who is a legend in the Glasgow area yeah, for yeah, what he did. Yeah. Way back to the Beatstalker days back in the 60s as well. He, he's uh, probably. Uh, I don't mean this in a bad way, but the most famous taxi driver in Glasgow I ever had, basically. <laughs> really. Yes. Yeah, and and so. you've played with uh, Chris Glenn as well, another legend, and yes. who's played with Michael Schenker. I did see actually Chris Glenn with Michael Schenker way back in the day, back in the 80s, I yes. remember. And you were talking about guitar players being so fast. I think Michael is the fastest guitar player I have ever seen. Yeah. I just stood there mesmerised looking at his hands. I don't know. Yeah. How, how was he making tunes? The hand was going like that. But I digress. But, it's, it's it's a strange journey for yeah. I can understand Sean Sean has got a good Glasgow accent yeah. Carlos you are from the other side of the world yeah. and you end up yeah, in from, this kind of scenario yeah, yeah <laughs> <laughs> you end up in the wrong I mean that's, I think that is absolutely fascinating has it got something to do with the lady in the back that, that you ended up here yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. saying nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She said, "If you leave, really, I found him here. You found him here. You did. Was he here? Yeah. Oh, and and you're you're not from you. You got an East Coast accent, Nikki. I'm all the way from Fife. For Fife, yeah. I thought that I thought that there's a. Oh. Well, I'm waiting for the Kens to come out soon. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a long time. Waiting for the Kens. <laughs> no, but it's just a fascinating journey. How did you end up in the UK, Carlos? Can I ask? Uh, yeah. But really interesting because I was living in Spain for years. I uh -huh. was working. The, all this year I survived in the music, uh -huh. playing uh, casinos, playing, touring uh -huh. with people. Uh -huh. we, I worked five years with Locomotive Records in, in Spain. Uh -huh. After that, moved with the band to Germany. I was in Malta mm -hmm. two years. And I decided, well, I go, I go to Scotland. Um, As you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, because... Uh, Scotland, <coughs> wow, it's, it have a lot of foundation of the uh, opportunity for art and, and music. Mm -hmm, yeah. Um, 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 definitely Glasgow in mm -hmm. particular is a really important place mm -hmm. uh, with the art in general, but music bring a lot of opportunities. Uh -huh. um, and see, the opportunity that, with Sal Clemenson mm -hmm. was, that, that's, was, was here. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, yeah. that, that, that's nice to hear somebody from, not from these shores, mm -hmm how they look at Scotland because ten people tend to look at Scotland and think oh, why would you want to come here we're just talking about yeah, the weather yeah. west coast of Scotland I know, east coast a bit drier yeah. <coughs> I know quite a few people myself yeah. that have uh. actually came here to Glasgow for mm -hmm. musical opportunities oh, yeah. as well because mm -hmm. yeah. 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 I, I, uh, I do keys with this, uh, this band in Greece called mm. Sad Dolls ah, right, and yeah. one of the guys that used to kick about with them years ago actually came over here uh, for you know, music opportunities too. That's, that's, that's and we were actually yeah. playing a ghost tribute at one point. You were? Yeah. A ghost tribute? Yeah. Full masks? Yeah, full masks, ballet <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Now, now you obviously know about ghost music, and I'm going to just digress now. We're talking about humanity talks, but this has interested me. Um, who are the guys behind the masks? Do you know? I, I've, I've tried. I've, I've read different things, and I don't know who, who who's telling the truth. Um, well, the the singer is called Tobias Forge. So that he's still uh, there. Yeah. yeah. Everyone uh, basically knew it was him by his vocals, but I had to come out with it because um, three of the ex-members of Ghost oh. were trying to sue him over royalties and. Ah right, yeah, we shall we shall we yeah. shall stop that there before we get into <laughs> territory where we should be talking. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take a wee break. We'll have some more music. What we're going to have now? Let's see what's on, what's up. Oh, I think Carlos might like this one.
Timothy's chat there, and it uh, finished. That was a wonderful triumph. Lay it on the line. It's, see when you have people in that talk about music. I am a sucker, and we just kept chatting there, and I wasn't watching what I was doing. So there you are. You know it's live radio. So we'll go back to our guests, Carlos Martin and Sean McQueen from Humanity Deluxe. You'll have to squeeze in again, chaps, because yep. uh, the one mic is, is all we have with you guests, unfortunately. Uh, we're talking about Carlos coming here and how he got to the UK, and he was, it was an interesting story. It was a gentleman from, uh, was it Alice Cooper's band? Yeah. You said? Yeah, that Ryan, he, Ryan Roxy. Yeah. Ryan Roxy said, go to Scotland. Go to Scotland. It sounds like that quote was there, the one with Kevin Costner. If they build it, they will come. <laughs> they will come. <laughs> go, to, go to Scotland. But you ended up in the wrong town, you told me. You ended up in Edinburgh. <laughs> yeah, I realised two weeks after, like, uh-oh. We're sucking Hall Street, I can't find it. <laughs> but it is different. I mean, I, I, as a person from Scotland, and Nicky would probably agree with me, uh, if you're uh, in Glasgow and you go to Edinburgh, it's a totally different atmosphere. It's a totally different sort of yep. vibe going through there. It's... My wife says it's like going to your holidays when you go to Edinburgh because it is so cosmopolitan, I think, compared to Glasgow. Glasgow uh, has a different... European Yes, that's it, yeah. exactly, Sean. Exactly that. That is the difference. And I know they've got some good uh, rock clubs through there, Bannermans and all these places, venues. But you're right, Carlos, Glasgow used to be the sort of the epicentre for music, even though way back in the 70s, 80s. The Glasgow Apollo was the attraction for most people. Sadly gone. Uh, as everybody says, it was a dump, but it was our dump. Uh, it had the stickiest carpets I have ever trod on. It had walls that ran with water. <laughs> and that, that wasn't because that was just from the heat from people inside it. And the flat roof pubs. And the flat, yes, uh, exactly. It was unbelievable. It was, a, it was a wreck, but it was a fantastic place to watch bands. It's a, I, don't, I don't know if it's just age, but I always thought the stage was about 50 foot high. But see, when you see pictures of it, it doesn't look that high. But when you were younger... It was way high, and it was a great thing because everybody could see the band. It was it was one of the best venues. Sadly gone. The closest I think got to it was the old ABC for a while before somebody sent that off, and maybe the Armadillo, which has got a kind of vibe, but it's a bit kind of clean. <laughs> the Apollo was 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 dirty, and uh, but people liked it. It's, it's a sad you weren't around, Carlos, to experience the the Apollo. Did you ever go to the Apollo, oh, Nicky? Uh, no, no, no. No, never came through for five. Um, how long was the Apollo? Oh, now you're making me feel all that. That's tactful way of saying it. I think it was gone before I came to Glasgow. Glasgow. I came, I came yeah. to Glasgow. It was, it was about 80, I think it was round about yeah. 80, 82, 83, something. I think it finally went. Because I remember I went to see one of the last gigs. One of the last gigs was Meatloaf. And he was still in his big frilly shirt stage and sweating profusely. And it was fantastic. And I got to see... The, the embryo that became Thunder because they supported them they were terraplane at the time I still have the badge they flung off the stage <laughs> into the crowd uh, and uh, I had never heard of them but I thought, bought their album thought it was brilliant and then they changed their name and went on to much greater things than terraplane ever did but uh, it was a fantastic venue and sadly lost because the likes of Humanity Deluxe's music would be awesome in some way like that. That's yeah. that's. Uh, are you going to say I know you're taking the stuff out and it's early days and you're obviously bands do their own gigs uh, because you go to places where it, it's worth your while uh, to get known and obviously to make some kind of money out of it because there's no point doing it and making a loss because and I know you love music that's why you do it fair of you I uh, admire everybody that gets up on a stage now because as we were saying earlier it's not the way it used to be back in the 70s 80s would you try and get yourselves onto a support gig for someday sort of larger is that the intention are you 
going to try for something like that? Nikki's smiling in the background. Is there something yeah. in the offing? Yeah, no, I think it's a great idea. It's a great idea. Yeah. I think it would be the perfect thing for the band. Yeah, I think the best bet for us is to support a bigger, better known band. Yeah. Even if I'm not talking the size of the Apollo, but I mean, there's lots of folks go to the garage and places like that. And that's it's probably my favourite venue now is the garage because it has a wee bit of an atmosphere inside and it's a good place to watch bands uh, as long as you're uh, six foot at the back and five foot at the front. (laughs) But it is is one of these places, and I know a lot of local bands do kind of supports for other bands coming yeah. round. Uh, I did get to see the Kentucky Headhunters at the ABC, which was a bit bizarre one, but the Swampborn Assassins supported them. But it was strange, it was a strange thing for, I thought, you know, how, how did that come out, marry that? It's a band that had been in the States for years and suddenly came and did a one-off gig in Glasgow. It was really, really strange, but I, I'd love to see you on a big stage. Mm-hmm. Not saying nothing wrong with the Dreadnought, it's a fine venue, uh, but I think your music is kind of that big sound you've got to be able to sort of I don't know if you move about the stage I haven't seen you yet I mean is, are you a band that move or do you just stand and look at things I'm going to ask Sean because <laughs> to see you jump about behind the keyboards yeah well you do? I've, I've definitely said that I moved on stage I've got this uh, rotating uh, stand that I can sort of turn about when I'm playing so see, see this is the thing about keyboard players quite similar to Lawrence Gowan out of the band Sticks actually if you've yes I have seen yeah. yes I have seen yeah. Lawrence I have seen them because uh, I was going to see another chap in Cats in Space Arthur Asky's grandson yeah. in fact uh, he, he's, he's a bit of a character behind the keyboards as well and he tend, I, I must admit you tend to find the keyboard players probably are slightly more over the top than some other folks in the band because keyboards is not one you can kind of run about the stage with yeah. so that is how you obviously get yourself seen yeah, uh, the thing is with keyboard players is that they're kind of a, I don't know, kind of, can almost be a bit of an underdog when it comes to rock music, so they've uh, got to kind of do things to kind of reinvent themselves on stage. Yeah. Uh, do, do you go in for throwing the sticks into the crowd, Carlos? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to have to do that a long time ago. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm actually surprised. I can give you a stick. Because Carlos has a, he has a good show for the yeah. 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 drums. Yeah. Zombie stands up. And yeah. Does he? Yeah. You do all your, do all your stuff as well. Yeah. 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 yeah, we try to book the show there too. Uh-huh. You know, I, I think Sean is a fantastic uh, show man, like a kind of Greg Euphoria. You know, ah, right. Uh-huh. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Or, or yeah. Eddie Jobson. Uh-huh. You know, that kind of thing. That kind of no, I d- character. I d- you know? saying it's a I suppose you've got to uh, some bands I've seen uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll take this as an example Dire Straits I went to see them oh, I'd always wanted to see them saw them at the Apollo as well every gig I'd been to the Apollo band comes on the whole crowd stood up and that was you for the hour and a half whatever. Dire Straits came on me and my three pals stood up turned around to see the entire Apollo sitting in their backsides with their arms crossed and that was the weirdest gig I had ever been at and the band Dire Straits just stood there and played music there was no movement. It was just, it was the oddest of experiences. Fantastic musicians, fantastic music. But it just didn't feel like a gig to me. It felt as if I could have been sitting in my front room watching the telly. <laughs> you, you, can no, listen, you can listen to music, uh-huh. put a record on and listen to it. Yeah. When you're going to see a show, for me anyway, uh-huh. you're going to see a show. I like Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I was about Where, to say the same thing, actually, yes. Yeah, whether, uh-huh. whether you're... <sighs> having pyrotechnics or whether you're just being dynamic on the stage you want mm. to see the the band loving what they're doing just as yeah. much as you're loving seeing yeah. what they're doing it's, it's, that's, uh, that's all part of it a, yeah. a gig isn't just live music it is a show yeah and I'd, I'd say bands like Alice Cooper and 
probably Ramstein. I would say they'd, they'd take that to the absolute max at this stage. So yeah. are, are you ever are you going to go if you get to a bigger venue? You're going to go for the flash bombs and the the sort of on the drum beat the thing goes off. On fire! I was, <laughs> I used to do. That. I used to do I, I, that. I, I, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I remember uh, half uh, sticks with fire. Yeah. Uh-huh, you did? Yeah. yeah. My 36 that takes us back to using deadly weapons and stuff. <laughs> my, my, my 36 inch China gone. Uh, All right. Yeah. I, 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 I'll probably suggest don't do that in the dreadnought because it's a very low ceiling. Might not be a good do, idea. Yeah, you do need a license for that. But <laughs> even the Alice Cooper uh, tribute that I play in as well, we uh-huh. actually need, I think we need to be insured or something because of the. The grinder because it's technically classed as a pyrotechnic. Oh, right. Because of the sparks. And we played mm-hmm. along with a yeah yeah. 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 I think we played along with this kiss tribute as well that actually mm-hmm. they get banned from using a pyrotechnics yeah. on stage. I, I was in Europe when they stopped to 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 do the fire because uh, the low change about venues and fire. Uh, right. Uh, in, in, in inside venues. Says, uh, I don't do the fire. I remember again. it was it was it Great White did that in a club in New York. And set the place on fire. I think back in the day, way back in the nineties. Yeah, red wine. It was a very tragic. It, it was, yeah, it yeah. was. And I, th- I can understand why venues that size yeah. <laughs> still use pyrotechs. Mm-hmm. Big halls, yes, I, yeah. I can understand. Yeah. But uh, it'd be interesting to see that. But you, you've done a lot, Carlos, because you keep telling me I've done that, I've done this. You're a man of. You, you've obviously got a long history of music. Yeah. How long have you been playing drums? Well, I started playing drums with ten, eleven years old. Start in with the classic orchestra, uh-huh. all right. Um, com, you know, so, uh-huh. um, military snare. Uh, all right. After that, uh, start with the rock music, all uh-huh. that was very involved about all the progressive rock mm-hmm. of the 70s, uh, UK, this kind of you know, uh-huh. and after that, more r- r- commercial rock, so, right. keys, yeah. all this stuff. <coughs> Right. Uh, 80s, uh-huh. you know, uh, uh-huh. blues, I love blues, blues too. Blues as well? Yeah. So you're a man, a man of many genres. Yeah, I was playing in Venezuela with uh-huh. a champion of, of uh, soul, uh-huh. black guy, right. s- soul singer, uh, kind of uh, Tom Jones, but, but, but uh-huh. more, more bluesy. More, more bluesy, um, yeah. We played like kind of big band. Fantastic. We're touring a lot of South America uh-huh. places and right. Central America. Uh-huh. We'll stop there for another track and we'll come back to that. Thank you.
a wee bit of brand new, I was just talking about Bad Actress, and their latest one, Dynamite Lover. But tonight we're talking Humanity Deluxe, here in Cam Glen Radio, 107.9 FM, your local station. Can't get us on the old FM bandwidth, you can go online to all the W's, camglenradio.org, and click the listen live. And tonight, we have Humanity Deluxe, we have Carlos Marin, and we have Sean McQueen. Unfortunately, Gavin Joyce couldn't be here and the rest of the band, but uh, we will get them in at some point. We'll get them in and we're going to do a live session. It's, it's on the cards. We, we will be penciling it in if they don't become too big between now and whatever. So, but for, at the moment, it's Carlos and Sean. We were talking about, say, all the bands that you've played in. You've played in soul bands yeah. and big bands, Carlos. Yeah. Uh, that's, that, that, I think that's fascinating. That you, Does that influence you? I mean, I know you like Triumph, April Wine, mm. Boston, blah, blah, blah. Does that influence your style of drumming or is it just a case like a guitarist, I'm in a different band today, or a keyboardist, like Sean, and you just play whatever's in front of you? Uh, or d- d- has that influenced your style? Drumming is different. I have my heroes, drummers. Uh-huh. You know, I'm more into carving a piece, mm. uh, this kind of... Uh, I'm, Danny Carmacy. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. It's all, yeah. the, all the kind of yeah. American sort of, fair, yeah. sort of big rock bands. Yeah. Sort of, sort of style of drumming. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's interesting because I know the, the Sab connection again. I mean, Alex Harvey was a, it was a soul band before he became Sab came around. So it's quite interesting. There's a kind of connection <laughs> in, a, in a certain sense uh, with you chaps. But uh, it's, you know, you, you've done all these other genres of music and then you're in this rock band. Which I think, I think that fascinates me. I think that's fantastic. I, I really do. And uh, again, I thank you for coming in tonight to Cam Glen Radio. It's always wonderful thank to have live people in. And we haven't set your wife off to sleep yet, so we must be doing something right. We're okay. She's sitting in the background quite quietly. Doesn't want to talk. But don't worry, we will do. We'll get her talking. Uh, might you get this? Has Nikki appeared in backing vocals in the album? No? You get her to do backing vocals? Gavin, if you're listening, what are you doing? <laughs> Carlos, Carlos gets a good, uh, um, he gets a good rendition of my vocals when we're driving around. I see. Yeah, yeah. I never shut up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a good question, Nikki. I'll ask. I'll ask both Carlos and uh, Sean. What's the last CD you listened to in your car? My album. Your album. <laughs> Good answer. Sean? Yeah, it was Ramstein. Ramstein. It was the album uh, Rise, Rise. Ah, right. Yeah. I like about Ramstein. I must admit. I do. Yeah. I, do. I think they, they have something. They, they are... I suppose that there's a Germanic version of Kiss, really, when you think about it. They've got all the pomp and all the rest of it. But uh, I do think they take they take things down to the bone a wee bit more than I think Kiss would ever do. Because I think yeah. there are sensibilities and laws that Gene Simmons knows about and he wouldn't get yeah. himself into, into trouble too much. Stage-wise, I'd say they're like Alice Cooper as well, but they really take it to the extreme. Uh-huh. The, the use of flamethrowers on the stage and Aye, the, the keyboard player getting boiled in a, a cauldron. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a band to watch, not for the faint-hearted anyway. Back to Humanity Deluxe. We've talked about the album. When is it out? Or when is it going to come out? Yeah. Uh, our idea released the album end of the year. End of the year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. End, end of the year. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. So he's, he's been very cagey here. And I think Gavin's told him, don't say a word about that. Because <laughs> he's saying that he's given nothing away. Yeah. Which, which is, he's perfectly entitled to. I can understand that. Uh, when you release the album, 
are you going to put a tour together? A sort of mini tour even just to take it to the masses? To get it out there? Uh, I know you're doing the odd gig here and there at the moment. Yeah, we have a other couple of gigs coming. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ah, we were talking about Alex Harvey because mm-hmm. we are playing at the Sabrock this year as well. You are? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We will be playing. Is that Ivory yeah, Blacks? Ivory Blacks. Yes. Ivory yeah, Blacks. For right. the charity. Charity. What, the what, what, dates that, what dates that one? That will be the 24th of October. 24th of October, right. Well, we want to play... Uh, 21st. 21st. Yeah, 21st of October. Yeah. And 8th of September, we will uh. play in Hard Rock Cafe. Oh, right. Uh, the, ah. the opening to uh, the band, the, Ma- the Meissner Effects. Ah, Meissner Effects, right. Uh, right, yeah. I know where you are. Right. in Hard Rock Cafe and we will be opening. Another band has uh-huh. a little bit of connection to the... The Alex Harvey family too, I would say. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's good. So you will have some more gigs in the Glasgow area. I will make sure I come out and, and see you at some point because I was annoyed. I had, so in advance, I ended up, I had a, a, a 60th birthday party, which uh, one of my close friends on the same night. And I thought, I couldn't, if, of all the weeks, of all, all the days, it was the one place. So I, I totally apologise because I'd wanted to come and see you in the 13th note because I do love your stuff. And I appreciate the fact that you are willing to come on Cam Glenn Radio. And uh, oh. we are happy to have you here, because it, it gives, it, as I said to Nicky earlier on off air, I don't have to play as much music, so I'm quite happy. Keep chatting, guys. Come on. <laughs> Keep you, going. You. <laughs> You've gone quiet. It's a really is, is, is there anything about Humanity Deluxe, any members, that would surprise people out there? Any dark secret? Well, not too dark, in case we, in case, in case we get taken off here. Um. Would you like to go first? <laughs> Nicky's staring at Callis, don't you say that? We have too much gigs in our background. To do it. <laughs> uh, see, as I, as I started asking this because some of them were quite good. And this all came about because we had Gun in here one night and they had their new guitarist, Tommy, uh, was in, and I was asking him how his, his background. And they started saying, oh, we found him in a baking school. And I'm looking, I'm going to baking school. Oh, I, he was a master baker. He was learning to be a baker. And we, we found him and thought, and I thought, they're at the wind up. So I thought, that's a great question. Ask them, so, ask bands about things that people might not know. Turns out he was never in a baking school. I knew that for a fact, but <laughs> there were a couple of, but bit the wind up. So I always thought that's a good question. Something that people don't know. Because some people have very sort of strange hobbies or not strange but things you would not think they would they don't look the way they do things they don't they, you, and what I'm trying to say is don't judge a book by your cover that's what I'm saying <laughs> you see somebody and you make an opinion but you shouldn't because they might be doing something else so that's that's the reason but the, you've, the two of you have gone silent mm-hmm. so, <laughs> so that's kind of worrying <laughs> no, don't, don't be worried <laughs> well I'm going to do something different I wasn't going to do this now but I will do bear with me I'm just going to change something here on the CD player. And if we have this right, I'm going to play your last single, not the latest one, because now time is going on, because I love chatting and I talk too much, as you found out. So we're going to have a bit of brand new Humanity Deluxe. The animals, the animals, watch them roam. Down the microscope on them all. One makes them tick, one makes us tick. I don't know. 
tracks from our guest tonight that was Humanity Deluxe and Get Up Get Loud from their forthcoming new album which we have heard will be released at the end of this year as far as we know that's because Carlos is keeping it and so is Sean close to their chests <laughs> we, we do not know when it will come out but when it does we will be sure to be playing it on the show because a fantastic band um, we've been talking all sorts of things uh, Nikki just informed me how she did meet Carlos she'd been around South America apart, apart from Venezuela so Carlos was novel. He came from Venezuela. <laughs> so, so, something different. <laughs> so, that's, that's what you take. So, did you meet him in Edinburgh? Did you meet together in Edinburgh or was it through in Glasgow? Glasgow. In Glasgow. We met in Glasgow. Yeah. yeah. It was one of the first things. Yeah. Uh, oh, people often ask Carlos, where are you from? Uh-huh. I'm from Venezuela. I said, oh, that's somewhere I've not been. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you have it, live on air. We now know how they got together. Uh, it's, it's fascinating. Sean. You were talking about electronic music. Would Humanity Deluxe do something like that different? Do you think Gavin would be up for changing? Because he obviously has uh, a vision in mind of the band. That's something I'd actually love to really do with the band because I do a lot of electronic uh, programming stuff as well. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm actually planning to start my own band as well, which is a kind of industrial metal band with a lot of electronics in it. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. So can, can I ask you two gentlemen to come a wee bit closer because I can see the levels dropping here so we'll know you're you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I uh, appreciate it. Yeah, no, no, it's interesting because I know like Gavin's obviously got, as I said before, he's got this vision of the band and I can understand where he's heading because I would say he's, uh, I don't know what age Gavin is, but he's obviously been around for a while and he obviously classic rock was his thing and uh, these kind of things as with Carlos. Uh, you are, I was just hazard a guess, Sean, slightly younger, uh, or a wee bit younger. <laughs> so you, you, you've been, you've, you, you, days, you've come up through uh, a different genre of music because it is quite interesting. I mean, talking about that, I mean, I 
<laughs> old enough. I, the first band that really got my head turned towards kind of rock music was The Sweet. Uh, back in the day, that was the one I remember going out buying singles with my pocket money, was by the sweet and the, the, and it was the band, it was the singles that were the pop singles. But if you flip to the B side, you got all the rock track on it. They always had the rock track on the other side, which was uh, that's got me into rock music. I think one of the first rock bands I got into was Rose Tattoo actually. Rose Tattoo. And uh, that was actually before I could remember things because my dad told me apparently, uh, well, I couldn't talk. Years ago, uh, when I was very young, uh-huh. uh, for, uh, for a few years, and uh, I used to actually hum the, the riffs out of the songs. Uh, the songs, the Rose Tattoo? He would, he would tell me, yeah. That's, that, 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 that's a strange, they came back to Glasgow, did you go to see them? They were here about a year ago, Rose Tattoo. Did you never? Yeah, oh, yeah? yeah I went uh, to see them. You did? A few years back, yeah. Is it Angry still up front? Yeah, it's still up front, It's yeah, up front. It's, <laughs> it's, because I always, I always remember the, the wedding theme in Neighbours. <laughs> somebody told you that was Angry Anderson singing that, I would have said, aye, right. <laughs> it was a, so total antithesis. Oh, ah, my teeth are sting together. Total opposite of what they normally do. There, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but uh, I mean, but it just shows you that these guys are actually quite musically minded. A lot of people get this vision. It was the same with punk. People saw punks and thought, tuneless, useless. But it's uh, people don't know the background to these people have probably been really well. Carlos has played with many different styles. You've played in different styles as well, Sean. Uh, they don't realise people have actually got a background in music that just isn't what they see at that point in time. You know, you, you, you've come through the ranks, you've you've learned different things. And I think that's that's fantastic. And I think, like the Humanity Lux, de, Deluxe, uh, the sound that you're going to bring is, uh, is a c- culmination, I would imagine, of all the parts of the band now because mm. it's not just the two of you so there will I take it there will be influences Gavin may write the songs but does he allow you to sort of uh, improvise on certain bits you know does he say to you right there's the drum part there's the beat whatever there's the keyboards oh yeah 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 do he, he, he bring the the the, the, the bombs uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I, I think um, I think um, there'll be a lot more of that the more we mm-hmm. progress as a band uh-huh. I would say in this um, in this album practically uh, yeah. you was complete free to to yeah. use all your I'm gonna ask was this yeah. done in old fashioned style in a studio? No, it was not. No, no it wasn't still so yeah, it's done. mostly sort of the tracks have just been kind of sent out really. You and know? you you you, yeah, you had your part to it. That's definitely an idea for the future as well. Uh-huh. You know, songs that actually happen in the studio. I, I will say from the two new tracks and the last album, because I know how that was made, speaking to Carlos before, it, it, it fascinates me that, that you can do this without actually being together. Yeah. I think that, that, and I think probably, as I said at the time, last time I spoke to Carlos and Gavin, it's the lockdown has probably forced that a lot more. Yeah. People had yeah. to do that because they couldn't. I know I spoke to uh, Tony Clark from Magnum and he was doing the last album before the last one, two two albums ago, and he was having to do that. They were sending parts to the band, to the keyboard, yeah. the drum, so to do it because it was it was different because they were used to going into a studio and doing bits and pieces and then going away and coming back. Oh, hit my mic. Uh, so it, it just shows you it can be done, and I don't think it's, there's any denigration in the sound because the, the two songs you put out recently, and I keep saying, I think they are superb sounding. They really are top-notch, uh, up there with the, the classic rock that I have in vinyl elsewhere in the, up in the house, and I think uh, you are uh, you're on the right track. Um, is, there, is there anything else you want to say? You've got plenty of time. I'm just yeah. it's a free house. This is what I'm saying. I, te- I, I I used to go with questions, and then you find out you ask the same questions every band. So if there's anything you want to say, 
for reading you don't swear. You, can, you, you want to tell me anything? <laughs> Fire on. Do, do, do you think that's that's a, a help for people wanting to become get into music, or do you think it's a hindrance because you might have a uh, thousands of folks sitting in a house twiddling away on a guitar or banging their drums, and they're not interacting with other people on a band level because that's that. Do, do you, is, is it can I? Is it got pros yeah. and cons? Yeah, well, <coughs> we we rehearse frequently, uh -huh. and that obviously make you know. The interaction between us uh -huh, yeah. and always can some idea. Oh, that can be good here. Mm -hmm. That oh, keep that there. You know, uh, but the process, the recording process. Uh, everybody in their home studio, you know, is really really positive in the way the the <coughs> you don't have the pressure about time, about uh -huh. cost. You know, I remember being in the studio recording yeah. with my. Acoustic drum mm -hmm. kit, and I see the, the the time. Oh my God! Because the time is money. Yeah, you know, yeah. When, when you're recording in your home studio, uh -huh. you make a tea, get your time, thinking about. Mm. I want to repeat that here. That you are much more free. You know, the depression is now there. Mm -hmm. No, this is because uh, I was spot, just you know. just wondering that because I know there's a, a lot of young bands uh, in the Glasgow area, uh, and they do go into studios, which which amazes me because I think you know they they they're, they're starting out from very young age, so whether they've got to, some very <laughs> wealthy parents or backers, uh, it, it amazes me they they go into studios to record albums because a lot of the, as you see a lot of the stuff is done digitally. Uh, as I said, the Elements album for for you and Gavin to have done that on your own. And I take it Gavin played all the other instruments bar the drums. I think you said that to me at the time. Yeah, pretty much. But that, that's, that, that, that's actually quite stunning. Uh, that's, um, uh -huh. yeah. that's, but now he doesn't have to bother because he's got other people in the band who do all this now for him. So <laughs> I think he's, he's excuse for saying he's got family things on a Tuesday. He's kind of wearing thin now because he's, he's, he's not got as much work on. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I'm, only, I'm only kidding, Gavin, if you're listening. I'm only kidding. Uh, no, it's, I just think uh, it's phenomenal. I keep say this to everybody. Young bands, and I can class you as young bands, regardless, I'm not talking age. New bands, should I say. Yes. You're going, you're, you still want to make music and go out there, and it's not the same as I keep harping on about the good old days. And you still have this love of going up on the stage. Is that the... So, I mean, I know... You, Every band wants to make money, wants to be big as as they possibly could be. There is that, that. There's obviously that. It's what drives you initially to be in a band. You want to have that stardom, which I can understand. Do you think that you'll be still doing this in another ten, twenty years? You still have that drive? Is it is it is music your kind of release? Is this the thing that you, yeah, that gives that gives yeah. you the the pleasure, takes you away from the humdrum of of life? As this does for me on a Tuesday. This is this is, is that what keeps you going? Oh, that's Carlos because probably he's, he's done a lot more than no no offence, Sean, but he's probably been around a lot longer. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm telling you, you're young, so just yeah. <laughs> be with it. Uh, 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 to me, the the possibility now, the 
make the albums mm-hmm. and bring the albums to the audience. Uh, this is the legacy. Uh-huh. This is the I, I want the people remind in the future. I know mm-hmm. here pass away. Mm-hmm. I want the people re- remember me for, f- for these songs. Uh-huh. You know, and that is for sure. That, that is uh-huh. exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna say I know love be on the stage. I mm-hmm. love be on the stage. Mm-hmm. I I and I dream with the industry get better. Yeah. You know uh-huh. that's something I can control. But yeah. something I can control mm-hmm. is create music mm-hmm. and bring music and bring the best we can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know it's no matter we make one gigs two gigs three gigs. Mm-hmm. I'm on a massive tour. Um, everything is more underground now. Yeah. But we go outside and bring to the people, people. Uh-huh. that. Yeah. You know? I just realised I asked what you wanted to be because Nicky said ask you what you want to be other than a drummer. I'm going to ask Sean, did you want to be anything other than a keyboard player in a band? Um, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, that's, that's I really wanted coming. to be anything. Things just kind of happened. I just uh-huh. done stuff. Things just happened. Just really. happened. That, that's yeah. well. That's that's brilliant. That's yeah, I had a, a toy castle when I was about three or four. Uh-huh. And that, that's that's what yeah. you've always wanted to do. No, that, yeah. that's that's great because I recently picked up guitar as well. Uh-huh. Which is a, a very recent thing. Uh-huh. But I, 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 that that fascinates me. These people that can play piano, guitar, everything. I am envious. As I said earlier on, I can't play a note. Uh, and this is the closest I get to music, <laughs> sticking CDs and playing tracks off a system. But uh, I, I just I'd big up to you guys for going on stage and doing this because I have had too many years to mention now of enjoying going out to gigs and buying records. And that and that's, uh, some people that's frivolous, but to me, uh, if I didn't have music in my life, I would be a, a very sadder person. Uh, a wee bit more probably grumpier than I am normally. <laughs> I'm getting to that age now, I'm quite grumpy. Uh, but when I hear bands like you coming out, that that's that's what makes me, gives me the buzz still. Like, you obviously get the buzz going on stage, I would imagine. I, I can't understand that. I, I know I do this and it gives me the buzz, but going out on a live audience and seeing people appreciating what you have produced must be one of the biggest thrills I, I would imagine ever. Yeah. Would that be as close to it as a yeah, good description, yeah. yeah. It's especially when you've got a song that's got a kind of big, kind of anthemic chant in it, and then uh-huh. you've got the, the, the audience participation live, and people are all singing it back to you. I mean, that, that is that's that's seriously an amazing noise. Yeah. Well, I'll stop there and we'll have another wee bit of music. And for some reason, the old CD player has done the usual. It's decided it doesn't want to play, so let's do it manually.
Extreme and a single off their latest album, the first single called Rise. We have two gentlemen from Glasgow band Humanity Deluxe and along with Nikki, Carlos's other side and manager of the band. She, she said she wasn't going to talk, but we've got a talking tonight. We've got a talking. Said, said we would. Uh, we're talking all things Humanity Deluxe and everything else under the sun. And fun enough, Carlos, you just gave me an idea when we were talking there off air. You said, uh, Sal Clemenson, I'll go back to Sal. I did interview Sal many years ago. And uh, what's it like in a band situation? I'll have to ask you to come in closer. <laughs> Zal, is he, is, he, is he quite like... We were talking about Michael Schenker and Richie Blackmore earlier on, but how the Michael seems to be a very martinet in the way he records or runs a band, and Richie Blackmore, unbelievably, is quite uh, easy-ozy. Is Zal kind of a strict bandmaster, or was he... Uh, kind of do your own thing, get on with it. Uh, he's just strict. Yeah. He's strict, very strict. <laughs> yeah. Very kind of particular. Yeah. yeah the way you're going. Like kind of sap or something like that. Ah, right. Yeah. Cause, uh, I, I learned a lot with him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank you very much for this time uh-huh. uh, I spent with him because he teach me a lot of things and uh-huh. um, we can, well, it's a lot of information there, you know. Uh, um, yeah. Because <coughs> no, yeah, I, 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 I,
That's it. Gerald's just indicating to me that you can't hear things there, so I should have come a bit closer. So he's saying, but everybody goes his part. Yeah. the homework and everything go well. No, because. Yeah. Because I've seen him in three bands. I saw him with Nazareth. And I saw him with Saab when they reformed, and I saw the Sin Dogs as well. Yeah. And it's he it, 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 it all seemed sort of a, a bit remote, but I think he's very into what he's doing. I think he's, I would say, a perfectionist. He was a very nice gentleman when I interviewed him, but I would say he's, he, I could imagine him being very a very perfectionist, which is no bad thing. I suppose everybody's different, and that's he likes to get things right, and I can I can understand that. Uh, have when you were with Chris Glenn, uh, what was he like, Sean? What's he, what's he like yeah, to, to play with? He was very easy going and he was always telling jokes all the time. Uh-huh. In fact, I remember uh, one of the first times I met Chris, uh, I think it was headed in the Berkeley Studios, and he, he said, uh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say one of the words he said, but he said, uh, is, that, is, that the, is that the new keyboard player? Uh, it looked like uh, Don Airy before it aged. I see you're right. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> and then he, he, he kept calling me Captain Scarlet. <laughs> that, 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 that was my nickname. <laughs> and then um, what's his name? Peter Higgins. Uh, I believe his nickname was uh, Feebly Higgins. Feebly Higgins. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Can't remember the other ones, but <laughs> no, it's just this. <laughs> I, just, I, I, I got that but I, I asked you but I did have a, an inkling to uh, to your side to the outfit side because I know as I said Charlie from the Swampies has uh, been with Chris before and I remember him saying when they got Chris in to record a, ba- a bass part all they had to do was make sure they fed him yeah. <laughs> and he was quite happy to play for as long as possible yeah. so I, I thought it, was, it might be a bit of a, a chalk and cheese situation which yeah. I suppose that's why certain bands are work because if they were all the same, it might not work. I suppose the chalk and cheese is kind of, there's, there's that element, there's the fun, and there's the kind of very serious into music sort of thing. So that was interesting yeah. into, interesting to hear. Uh, as I said, I've never got around to interviewing Chris. I have met him once, but uh, Zal, Zal I, did, I did manage to get through Charlie as well. He, he got him to come on the show. So it was one of these things because I wanted to speak to Dan McCarthy, and sadly, Dan no longer with us. Uh, we did have Pete Agnew on the, sh- on the station uh, one of the times when the other guys had him on. But uh, Dan was the kind of, my idol as a teenager. I bought a pair of rainbow braces because of Dan McCafferty because he had rainbow braces and the big shiny Nazareth badge on it. And that, I thought that looked really cool. I probably looked really stupid wondering about Ruggie with a pair of rainbow braces. But never mind. <laughs> it was nothing to do with Mark and Mindy as people kept asking me. Nothing to do with that at all. But uh, he was he was a kind of idol and I'm sure Nicky knows that through Dunfermline and they are absolute legends through there. Despite what big country used to say about them and the skids and Richard Jobson, I, they, they, I, I presume they do actually go on quite well. It's a Dunfermline thing, it's an Easter thing. They, <laughs> I wouldn't say, I would say they stick together, but she's giving me kind of funny looks saying, No idea. No idea. I've been possible comment. Um, it's, it's just interesting you, you've played with these different people in different signs. I think that's that's fantastic. And that's one of the things that I've enjoyed doing the radio as well, uh, is that I've met people who, uh, we're talking about Pete Way, we happened to mention Pete Way, and I yeah. was lucky enough to meet and interview Pete 
uh, sadly not long before he actually passed away. And he was one of, he was a wild minor rock. I remember picking up Sounds Music paper every week and Pete was doing this and he was doing that. And then I met him. He was the nicest guy you could have ever met. He, he was, he, I, I'm, swear, I'm sure he was wearing a pair of wellies that night. And I don't know why, because it was in the cat house. But, and a pair of shorts. <laughs> and he just, he just was a lovely, lovely guy to talk to. Uh, and it's one of my... It's probably will go to my grave as one of the best things I've ever done because he was just such, to, to talk to a guy who's played with Ozzy Osbourne and people like that, 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 that. I never thought that would ever happen. So I suppose, in a sense, when you get to play like with Zal and with Chris, mm -hmm. it's people who maybe were, on a, maybe not Carlos because you were probably in Venezuela when Sal were in their, in their, their heyday, but to, to play with people who have I've got that, have that bit of kind of kudos, I suppose, to say, and were idols. For, for, for people uh, that's that must be a fantastic I, feeling I, rem I remember something that is very mm -hmm. uh, interesting because when I was young probably 13 years old uh -huh. I have a Betamax uh -huh. with videos of different yeah. bands a compilation there and one of the uh, videos was Sensational Alex Harvey was it? Oh, yeah. right. and was the guy there with the makeup uh -huh. you know in a TV program uh -huh. um, wow I have no idea to 30 years after uh -huh. I will be playing with this person that, that is incredible you had a, you know a video. in Venezuela in a little room uh -huh, yeah. looking my TV videos uh -huh. and looking this guy with makeup playing uh, you know and, and after the life got to put me in the same city with this guy and be playing together so I'm talking about music and, and sharing the, the, the guy out of Alice Cooper was right he told you to come to Glasgow yeah. <laughs> it was destined yeah. Carlos that is fantastic watching, yeah watching some guy in the video oh. teens and the next thing you're playing with him you know? yeah that 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 is that is mental you know Say wow, that that happened to me, and, and not realize that well, that's when the first time uh, Gavin was the person say to me, uh -huh. uh, "Sing dogs looking for a drummer, ah, right, uh -huh. making audition drummers." Mm -hmm. uh, I had no idea Sal was in this uh -huh. band, right, and yeah. Sal was the person. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Was in this Betamax. Yeah, that's that, mm -hmm. that that is incredible. That that's that's like six degrees of separation and at its its finest. What yeah. was was yeah. when realized he, he because Nazareth, uh -huh. you know, yeah. I start to correlation. I said, Oh, he's the guy of the makeup. He's the <laughs> guy of sensational <laughs> Alex Harvey band. Yeah. I had no idea in the first. Nah, that's, it's, it's, yeah. <coughs> One thing that's been pretty surreal with my dad as well, actually, uh -huh. uh, was. That he uh, went to see Michael Schenker group in the Apollo uh -huh. years ago. We were talking about the Apollo. Yeah. And many years later, his son's playing with one of the guys in the band. Yeah, that, yeah that, that's true. That is, that is very, that is just true. I've never done that as well. Aye. Yeah, that's good. No, he was probably at the Apollo the same time as me. It was it was a way back in the eighties, yeah. and uh, the album that came out. What was it? Uh, I can see the cover. It was a kind of. It was very kind of down market for that time. It wasn't. Most of the covers were kind of glossy thing. This was like a black and white pencil drawing as if somebody had coloured it. it was a, I can't remember the name of the album, but I've still got it up the road. But it was a fantastic, fantastic gig. It really, really, really yeah. was. It was one of the best ones I've seen. And it was over in a flash. I mean, he does play fast, 
I mean, this, he is probably the fastest guitarist, like I said before, I have seen live on stage. But it is amazing to think that, as you say, Chris Glenn was up with him, on the stage with him, and then you come round 20, 30 years later, longer, yeah. and it, it's like one big circle. Uh, it's a, it must be a very close musical sort of community in Glasgow. That's, That's one thing, thing I've come across. The music world, you're all surprised by how much of a small world that is. It's yeah. Everybody it's, knows someone. It's, it, it is because, I, I mean, there's Charlie, it's Wombies, Chris Glenn as well, and then the young Andy who plays in the band. He's, he's in diff, very different, several different bands, and he's end up, you realise that it's the same people, but sort of mixing and matching yeah. but I suppose but that's, that's why I keep saying about people who they just want to go and play music I think that is fantastic you, you, you're obviously not they're not millionaires <laughs> they're not making ton of money out of it but they are happy to go out, play yourself and make music but that's why I keep hoping something like yourselves somebody somewhere just hears you at the right point and the right time because it is all down to I know being in the right place at the right time I, I've never never kind of sort of uh, was kind of thought that was correct but the more you go through the music and you realise a lot of it has got to do with that other than having somebody who's got a lot of money behind you pushing you to, to begin with which I think some bands have had to get where they are but people like yourself who want to go and make music I, I think you should have a there should be a wider audience for this kind of rock I, I, I lament the fact that we don't have rock radio anymore up here as much as I enjoy doing this and uh, putting things out, I know there's, there's folks who are slightly bigger, more money could promote this music a lot far better than Jar. Have you ever thought of uh, sending your stuff into the BBC rock thing? Have you tried that? Have you been going that way? I know some of the bands have tried to get on BBC radio, whatever it is, rock site, is it X or whatever they call it these days? I've lost track of what they do. Um, Submit to the BBC. Uh -huh. It's been done, but I think the songs are too long. Oh, is that? Ah, yeah. oh, you're saying that—that is the problem. Um, that for certain um, radio stations, they do look for um, shorter songs, less than three and a half minutes. Three minutes. Yeah, three and a half minutes is long. I think. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, so that's that's so that's. It, so it's, I think even no matter the song is a great song. Right. Um, it might just.
was a bit of April Wine, a band who we have not played on the show for a long, long time. I like to rock. One of Carlos's favourites, because I know that, because he told me during the COVID years when we had a re-interview in Zoom. I apologise if things are sounding muffled, because uh, DJ Gigi has uh, said that. I think there is something going wrong with the mics. But uh, don't worry about it. You will catch it again. I will make sure that we have enhanced sound when it gets posted up. Uh, if you look out for the show's Facebook page, uh, we will make sure you can hear every word that Carlos and Sean have said tonight and along with Nicky uh, it is, it's one of my bugbears at the moment uh, that uh, we can't get a decent interview in here but uh, we will soldier on I thank the chaps and Nicky for coming in we are nearly finished I was just under 15 minutes to go for DJ GJ Soars the Airwaves with the Symphonic Plated Show with all the Symphonic Plated Metal and Female Fronted Metal that you can handle but the moment you listen to Hidden Gems and Buried Treasures with myself John Fell and Carlos Marin and Sean McQueen from Humanity Deluxe uh, we were talking all things we've been talking uh, Michael Schenker we've been talking Saab we've been talking everything under the sun about music it's been quite a Good wee chat. I quite enjoy. Carlos is a big music fan, as is Sean. Sean has said his dad plays drums, yeah. uh, and uh, Carlos has been playing drums for a long, long time in very different bands. And if you've never heard Humanity Deluxe, you will hear them again before the end of the show. Don't you worry. We're going to have their brand new single uh, up at the end. So listen out for that. That is called Off the Radar, and it is off the radar. As I said earlier, it's a big, big sound, and we're just talking about platforms for new bands uh, we're talking about the fact that a lot of new bands have to support tribute bands which is the bizarrest and weirdest thing uh, I still can't get I still don't quite understand that uh, I would rather see new music than watch somebody playing somebody else's music I have been to tribute concerts before MD accuses me of not going I'm not denying they are great musicians but I do think it's bizarre that unknown bands are support bands in this instance. I have seen a mainstream band, not mainstream, should I say, a larger band who were making a comeback very slowly uh, have a tribute act as their support band. That I can understand. I get that. They warm up the crowd with something that folks know and then they can do their stuff. But the other way around, Bit bizarre, and I don't want to upset any of my musician friends out there. I know there are a few of them playing tribute bands, uh, but I do find that a bit a bit strange. And the guys do agree with me. Um, is there anything you would like to say before we finish up, guys? Can you tell people where they can find your music? That would be one thing. That would be probably yeah. the most important thing, really, to yeah. you. If uh, you well, can, our music is in all the platforms. Yeah, the so it's Spotify, YouTube Music, uh -huh. iTunes, and. Pretty much all the platforms that DistroKid puts it on, yeah. Uh, yep. do, do you have a website yet? Is that no. coming? Not we yet. We don't have an official no. website yet, no. no. You're right, Humanity Deluxe, and they got a. Well, we do have a page on Facebook. Mm. Right. Humanity Deluxe, yeah. Right, Deluxe, good. That's good because yeah. I find, as I've seen, Facebook is a strange thing. I've said this before to bands. It's, it's great for finding out about bands and things like that and, and being in touch with bands because it's a, it's, a, it's a very quick way without having to troll, look for the website, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But it's also got the converse, because I've told this story before, and the people out there are probably going to know again. Uh, I'm a big Nazareth fan. First band. I'll let Nikki come in the door first, she, <laughs> before I talk any further. Uh, went first band ever so live, and loved them. And the, I was saying earlier, I'd love to have interviewed Dan McCarthy, sadly no longer with us. Uh, but I did manage to meet Manny Charlton. And it was on one of the very rare visits he made from Spain. Uh, and he came back and he was playing the classic Grand in, in Glasgow. 
And I only found out about it by happening to open up. I don't think it was the Metro. I think it might have been at the time you used to get that free newspaper, the Glaswegian, that used to get shoved through your door. And there was a, an advert and it said, Manny Charlton's playing the classic grand Saturday evening. And I thought, oh, I said to my wife, fancy going to see Manny? And for once she said yes. And uh, when we got, to, I thought, I'll book tickets. I couldn't do the thing online. So we went that night to the box office at Classic Grand and we got two tickets and we went up to see Manny. I met Manny actually outside. Van der Nas had a great chat with him. Went in to see him and there was literally 40 people there. Two rows of 20 people standing watch Manny playing wow. stage. A legend. A Scottish legend. Wow. And I couldn't get my head around. I thought, why is there so few people? I know he's not been in Scotland for a while, but I mean, he's still out there. He's still making music and he's still got the Nazareth legacy he had at the time. And it turned out the promoter guy stuck it on Facebook. He hadn't really promoted it anywhere else or whoever did it. They just stuck it on Facebook. And I, didn't, I couldn't get... And I thought, the age of people come to see Manny... I mean, I was probably one of the youngest. <laughs> so I thought, a lot of them probably wouldn't have Facebook. And I just yeah. found that really, really strange. We live in a moment when everything is so weird to me, you know, because... We, thinking about what you mentioned about Facebook, but for example, things like uh, YouTube, you know, people is more concerned about make covers in YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With, with, to get these followers there, they, they don't make money of that, really. No, no, no. no it's, 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 they, you know, it's uh -huh. more to satisfy the ego, and, you know, than anything. Uh -huh. And they bring more they give priority to that that uh -huh. create yeah something original some create yeah. art that's, that's, that's just what I just like to say it's just, it's, it's I thought I've seen it's a double-edged sword I suppose everybody has to do social media it's like Spotify yeah. bands can complain about Spotify but I know the majority of them put their stuff in Spotify because they know it does get to so many people and if they want to have their stuff known like yourselves you've got to do it you, 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 if you don't do it then you're cutting your nose off to spite your face the old saying as they say so you, you have to use as many channels as you can to get your music out there but I know <laughs> the sort of constant gripe about Spotify is where they're making the money and the bands ain't making it a lot out of it which I understand but it just seems to me that uh, if somebody would go back in time like I, I lament the passing of music papers that made the youngsters on my generation go out every week and buy a music paper yeah. and you went out and you had to go out and get it it's so easy now just to sit and scroll on a phone and people just bypass your stuff very quickly if you're that interested in something I, th I, I wish somebody would bring that back I wish actually to a certain extent technology is fantastic but a lot of it I think is, is more a hindrance to the music industry that's probably what's diluted the music industry a lot as well is the, the, the technology you know anybody Jack, Joan, Jill can uh, make music in their bedroom mm. and sort of thing. Although we were talking about earlier, it's a way of doing things and it saves money. But it has diluted the, the kind of, I suppose it's diluted the, the audience to a certain extent on people hearing your music. Uh, I know you will use it. Uh, are you promoting your gigs? Will you? I'll ask Nicky's in the background again. If you are promoting a gig, Nicky, for the band... Will you do it the old-fashioned way? Will you put adverts in certain things? Or will you just do it? I know at this point in time, obviously, cost is a thing. You will do it through social media. You've got to do it. You, you can't not do it these days. But 
are you more inclined to do it the, the old fashioned way, like sticking a poster here or sticking an advert in somewhere, putting a, a block advert in for the gig, or is that not worthwhile anymore? Um, well, so far we haven't. There's, I mean, they've only they've done a couple of gigs so far, yeah. um, which um, we've only promoted on social media. Yeah. And for the upcoming one on Dreadnought again, social we're doing it all through social, social media. media. Yeah. Um, it's a tricky business. It really is because. The whole thing about putting music out used to be, you know, you you, you went, you went, you, you made music, you put it out on on um, whatever media it was, a, mm -hmm. a, a vinyl or a CD or whatever people bought it, and now there's just so many channels that you need to do. It needs yeah. to be on as many as possible, uh -huh. but everybody can do it. So you know how trying to get. Um, seen in the sea of music that's out there and it's great because it's given everybody the opportunity to mm. get their music out there but actually um like you say it's diluted the audience the audience have got so much to scroll through that everything becomes so quickly consumable and disposable mm. rather than treasured and valued like it used to be hard copy right but i was hearing recently uh -huh. which um that uh, CD sales are for the first time in I don't know how many years on the rise again. again so maybe things are turning and maybe people are starting to value having something in their possession in the, in that the they can yeah. you know have to have yeah. and keep uh -huh. um, for the arts. So That's the thing. It's yeah. just a just a thing about having a physical copy of an album rather than just yeah. downloading a file off a computer. Uh -huh. That's always been a thing for me as well. I mean, I I, I still buy these these things. We have cold CDs. No. People people forget they exist. You know, but <laughs> I, I still buy them. How you will be indifferent if you love music uh -huh. to have something physical, yeah. collectionable. But not only that, to give you all the information about this uh -huh. music. What suppose you love? Yeah. Who was the producer? Where they recording that? Mm -hmm. People involved. The artist made the cover. Yeah. All the people around. Yeah. You know, because you. Listen to music and streaming, and you know idea who are the musicians. Exactly, exactly. The ABC, you don't know that. Okay. Well, I'll have to stop you there, guys, because we are fast running out of time, and I know DJ GJ will be wanting in to set itself up. Uh, it's been absolutely fantastic, uh, brilliant, and I wish we had got you in for a live session, but we will arrange that. We will get Gavin a babysitter. I'll tell you, Gavin, you're going to get a babysitter. <laughs> your wife's going to let you out, don't worry uh, and we will get them in for a live session because I'd love to see that and uh, if you are out and about they are at the Dreadnought on the 30th of June uh, get your tickets online or wherever and, and, skiddle, and you can uh, get the train through now because the train services are back now no excuse and we will leave it with the brand new one from Humanity Deluxe off the radar Good night. Take me